Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to the Liberty Report. With us today is Daniel McAdams, our co-host. Daniel, good to see you this morning. Good morning, Dr. Paul. How are you this morning? Doing very well. And Mm -hmm. on this particular morning, uh, there's uh, things in the news right now. We we found some things we're going to talk about on foreign policy, but even on the financial system, it's very interesting that one measurement of uh, what's going on in the economy and the budget and all this is is uh, measured by uh, what's going on in the gold market. Yeah. <laughs> this morning, the gold market is really jumping. So uh, they're, they're not only uh, uh, figuring in the past inflation of the money supply, they're also anticipating that there's a lot more to come. But we won't talk about that in particular. I think probably Chris and I'll talk some more about that <laughs> tomorrow. But... Uh, well, I want to start off with uh, an interesting uh, headline that we got. I think it came from Politico. And it says, Ukraine should be free to hit military targets in Russia. Yeah. Oh, would we be involved then? And, uh, and, he, and he's, uh, it was the prime minister, uh, or, or Latvian minister speaks, uh, and he said, Latvia uh, is speaking for us. <laughs> you know, yeah. Just go ahead and, and do this. But my immediate reaction is, you know, this, this is this true? I mean, where, where's the common sense? And, and besides, the, the second thing is, is not only is it dumb and it involves us inv- involved with it, uh, why, uh, why do we give money and bombs and weapons and, and give it to these countries? And then they, uh, um, then they tell us, well, we... You know, we have to be free, free to hit them. That was a big argument during the Korean War, whether we should hit Red China, you know, when uh, the South was uh, losing. And uh, they tried to, in a way, <laughs> their reservation did work. Uh, we, we, it was a tragic war, but it was still not quite as tragic as it could have been. But right, right now, though, I, I, think, I, think, I just think that uh, it, it's sort of a little bit sad that this even comes up. But that means there's people who are thinking about this, and you know, uh, just because it sounds irrational and not too smart and very dangerous, that doesn't mean they're not going to do it someday. <laughs> so that's one reason why I thought it'd be good if we called attention to the people on this side and keep an eye on it, because uh, uh, the, the public pressure is something worthwhile, and we'll talk about public pressure and polling on, on, on what's going on here, and sometimes they don't coordinate very well. Yeah, and we can actually put up that first link. It's actually from Bloomberg. It came out, so it's a you know, solidly mainstream uh, publication. But you make a great point, Dr. Paul. You mentioned that we were talking about bombing Red China in Korea when the South was losing. And I was just going to say, before you said that, <laughs> this sounds like a desperation move. Obviously, if things are going rosy, if you're about to win, like the mainstream media continues to report, you don't talk about things like this. So that was really appropriate that you said that. But my other thought, first of all, about this whole thing is this is exhibit A as to why NATO should have never expanded, especially to include the Baltic countries, which are so rapidly, rapidly anti-Russia, so desperate to get into a war. I guess they want to make up for their history. They were obviously, they were next into the Soviet Union. Nobody liked that very much. Uh, throughout Eastern and Central Europe, of course, but nevertheless, trying to drag the U.S. into a war. I mean, this is a foreign minister of Latvia. This is not some guy in a pub trying to talk tough. He's saying that weapons should be given to Ukraine to allow it to strike 
deep into Russia. And these would be American-made weapons. So American missiles are going to start blowing up Moscow. And this guy thinks it's a great idea. And here's what he said. NATO allies should not fear escalation. Well, speak for yourself, <laughs> yeah, you know. Right. Speak for yourself. So it's, uh, it's a crazy, crazy, crazy move. And it shows just how crazy the Baltic countries are. You know, somebody I know pretty well because I was in Congress with him for a good many years, and that's Michael McCall. And he's going to be, it looks like, chairman of the Foreign Affairs Committee. And he came out with uh, a restrained motion. Yeah. He's going to talk because he's, he's been known to be very bipartisan and, and, and from our viewpoint, in the wrong sort of way uh, because he's not a non-interventionist. And, but I do give him credit because I think he's a very decent person. And, and yet, uh, in this case, we could say at least he's moving in the right direction. He didn't say, what's the matter with that? Those guys are going to do this. We, we need to protect ourselves. And, and there's, the Russians are shooting at the Ukrainians, so you have to, you, you have to go and, 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 uh, and compete with them. But uh, McCall takes a more reserved stand. He said, you have to weigh in the tremendous backlash and the world public opinion. The Ukrainians have done a phenomenal job being on the right side of this issue with the public. And this would be a step too far. But he, he just said that there could be escalation. And, and uh, he certainly didn't cheer him on, which is, <laughs> I'm glad he didn't cheer him yeah. on. But it uh, makes me more aware and alert rather than reassured that his position will uh, be protecting uh, our interests. Well, McCall, as you point out, he's a massive, massive hawk, uh, you know, but he's not insane. Uh, <laughs> we believe that his view on foreign policy is not pro-American. Uh, certainly it isn't bankrupting the U.S. to help other foreign countries. It's not pro-American, but he's demonstrated at least, again, that he is not insane. And let's put up that second clip because this is uh, what McCall said. Uh, you know, McCall loves brinksmanship. He wants to get Russia right up to the point of retaliation, but he understands that once you go beyond that, there is a danger. He said strikes inside Russia, quote, would trigger a massive response from Russia, and that truly would escalate the situation, McCall told Bloomberg News. That is correct. Uh, Russia could certainly, uh, uh, would feel justified, I believe at least, and they've, they've even said it, Medvedev said it yesterday, we talked about it on the show, they would feel justified hitting bases in Poland and Germany uh, from where these missiles were being sent into Ukraine if indeed Ukraine started hitting targets deep inside Russia. And then you really would see World War III. So even McCall, yes, the big hawk, not pro-American in my view, on foreign policy, even he says, hang on a minute, Latvia, take it easy. You, you know, I could just uh, see some of the people that are relatively close to us saying, hey, what's the matter? That's a country over there, they're getting bombed. Don't they have the right to do this? But you gotta go to the next step because everything is happening there. Uh, and we do have troops there. We have CIA agents there and, and special forces there. So we actually have people there, but, it, we have money there, <clears throat> nothing would have happened. Uh, you know, NATO wouldn't have gone there if we wouldn't have supported it. Uh, and we're gonna talk about that in a minute. How many plans there are for more money yeah. uh, over there? So that, that uh, but 
the, anybody that's saying, well, they have a right to do it. Now, we, uh, we have a right to criticize it because it's our policy, our people, uh, and our taxpayers' money that's doing this. So what we have is an obligation to get out of the way uh, and hopefully make a suggestion and set a standard that uh, we don't need to be organizing coups and throwing out people that we don't like and thinking that we're going to make the world safe for democracy. So uh, that's where the flaw is. But uh, right now, I hope uh, that we can help convince the American people that, uh, you know, we just don't need to be o over there. And, uh, you, you know, uh, NATO should do something like they should disband. <laughs> and we, in the meantime, we could get out or in the meantime, we could quit funding. You know, there's a lot of things that could calm that whole mess down. They say, oh, yeah, but Russia is going to take over the world. And that, that would be their argument. That's why we have to do it. If you guys keep doing this, yeah, you sound like you're pro-Russian or something. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, the Baltics are beautiful countries, uh, but they're unfortunately ruled by very insane people. And I remember a few, years, a few years ago, I was in Latvia. I was staying in Latvia with the British Helsinki group. And I woke up in the morning from the hotel. I look outside. There's a parade going by. Oh, that's, that's nice. What a parade. And so I asked my colleague, uh, Mark Almond, who was on our board, so what's going on out there? He said, well, that's a commemoration of the SS <laughs> from World War II. And they were literally dressed in SS uniforms marching down the street. I thought, that's a little odd. I don't, you know, I'm not a big fan of Nazis, but I guess they are over there. So that might be why they're, they're so pro-Ukraine. But uh, let's hope that uh, common sense prevails because we don't want to have World War III. Um, and again, now this is an example. This is the reason why we can talk about the sponsor of our program, ForPatriots.com. Uh, because there is a danger of war expanding, and we all have to be prepared. Uh, people in Ukraine, unfortunately, don't have the option, I don't think, of ordering from 4Patriots.com. Putting some meals away, uh, they have a great uh, three-month program where you can put three months' worth of meals away. All you do is add water, boil, simmer, serve. Uh, use the code RON for 10% off of your first order. Get a survival bundle get a uh, solar power generator, get three months of food, be ready for whatever happens, even if it's just a snowstorm, be ready for whatever happens. Enter RON after you go to 4thenumber4patriots.com. Free shipping on orders of $97 or more. Uh, it's a, just a great idea, Dr. Paul, to be prepared uh, for anything that might come. It's just smart. But I guess we're going to move on to the next one. Now, we're going to have a caveat on this because Obviously, we can even put that up. Um, the source for this story is the head of Russian intelligence. And obviously, we know that all spooks lie, right? That's what they do for a living. So we're taking it with a grain of salt. But we've seen this a couple of times. And we, we view that it's worth bringing up. Uh, the head of Russia's foreign intelligence services says that Poland is intending to hold referendums in western Ukraine. Uh, ideally, that would be a, a return to a time that Poland did control that part, Galicia, that part of Ukraine, and looking to get some of it back. Is it true? Is it not? We don't know, but it's worth talking about, I think. No, I, I find this interesting because, of course, uh, this is the argument that, uh, that Russia used. That, you know, the Crimea and uh, uh, the, the western part of uh, Ukraine was, has, has been part uh, uh, and part of Korean, part of Poland as well. Yeah. Let's just go back, you know, a statute of limitations or, or what. 
And uh, so they're just using the same the same argument. And, you know, a little bit of that might become necessary under certain circumstances uh, because you can understand why if you take a third of a nation like that, you know, if, if for instance, would be the, the third of the nation could be the, the Russian section. Mm-hmm. And then uh, when the uh, NATO has absolute total control of the rest of Ukraine, then it comes down very hard. My, some people might say, well, you know, uh, uh, we have to do something else. It's it would it should be cut and dried on this, but I don't think it can be all the time, especially when when the uh, boundaries are made up. Uh, it's made up after war and it's arbitrary. It was made up usually by the, the politicians, whether it's making the boundaries in in. Uh, uh, in the Middle East, like, you know, after World War One, or more recently, oh, well, we have to remake the Middle East. And so, so it keeps coming. So, but uh, from our viewpoint, or my viewpoint in particular, uh, it should be done as local as possible, you, you know, uh, if there's an argument there. But uh, once, once you get... Um, get us involved and we have to you know the supply lines we have trouble getting our supplies back into our country now because a little economic problem we have here and our supply lines are breaking how are we going to continue supply lines to every country that we're involved (laughs) yeah you know it it uh, doesn't make a lot of sense so this is the reason why uh, you know i think the uh, non-intervention uh philosophy is so attractive that that it makes a lot of sense uh you know uh, you save some lives you save some money and and you save some freedom. But uh, right now, this looks like it's not going to uh, stop very, very soon. And um, I, don't ha- I have no idea about predicting. My first gut reaction would be, I don't think this is going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> you know, a, a true referendum would be something. You mean a true referendum, you're going to kick on NATO and the United States? No way. It, a referendum would be just say we want to add the property to to uh, NATO and and uh, the United States will take care of it. So it's it's far from uh, you know I think another example which is quite a bit different is Crimea. Crimea was an easier thing to look at and see. Uh, you know the history was different and and, uh, and 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 the background was different. But but anyway. The more local the solutions are, the better off it is, and it shouldn't be the internationalists that fight wars, that war to end all wars. Uh, you know, I get sick of that stuff. Well, you know, uh, hypocrisy and cynicism are the core components of U.S. foreign policy, <laughs> you know, and that is an absolute fact. And it is true that when, when the borders have been redrawn, uh, there have been uh, injustices done. You know, a, a part of Ukraine was Transcarpathia, was part of Hungary, for the longest time and after World War One, of course, Hungary was all carved up and everyone got a big chunk of it. Of course, at the same time, uh, the western part of Ukraine, you know, feels Polish, feels Lithuanian because it was part of Poland and Lithuania. And at some point, it may make sense to allow people. But the funny thing is, as you point out, you know, when Russia looks at ethnic Russians in eastern Ukraine saying, hey, if you want to join Russia, it's all right, well, let's do it. Um, that's horrible. But the United States itself did the exact same thing. Think about the breakup of Yugoslavia. Hey, Croatia, don't you want to be independent? Don't you want to break away? Um, hey, Kosovo, don't you want to break away from Serbia? So we, the U.S. foreign policy encouraged all these things, of course, when it goes along with the sort of the larger U.S. goal of divide and conquer, U.S. neocon goal, I should say, of divide and conquer. That's fine. 
Uh, but what's good for the goose is not necessarily good for the gander when the gander happens to be Russia, you know. Yeah. So we'll see what happens with it. Okay, we have uh, another subject here that uh, and you always enjoy talking about polling. <laughs> I know, it's my you weakness. Know, it tells you what's going to happen in the future or something <laughs> like that. Anyway, polls can be fascinating. Uh, I understand politicians spend a lot of money on polling, <laughs> and sometimes they fib a little bit to make the poll say certain things. But there's, there's a poll out uh, that says that uh, the American people are losing their enthusiasm for the war in Ukraine, yeah. well, that, that's good. But at the same time, you know, that's one story here. It tells them that uh, the poll is showing, and uh, you could uh, talk a little bit about that. But then I had too many articles to clip, I couldn't bring them all in, <laughs> of all the proposals for the increase in the money yeah. because of this, yeah, this terrible situation over there, and we have to support it. So it's completely contradictory that the poll is trying to tell people, maybe we're tired of this, you know, and, and yet uh, sometimes the politicians uh, are slow to learn, but sometimes the deep state is a lot stronger than what we think our local politicians representing our viewpoints. Oh, they'll follow the Constitution. We have the, we, and, and, and we, we have the Department of Justice. That'll take care of things. And we have the FBI and the CIA. We will be protected so we don't have to, to worry about things like that. But anyway, the poll, uh, the poll says the American people are losing their enthusiasm. That's good, right? Yeah, it is good. It is good. And it just shows that it's not a priority, despite what politicians think. Uh, and we can even put that, put it back up, actually, if you don't mind. This is a business insider. They um, are reporting from a morning consult poll that found that American support for Ukraine is softening, uh, is, is really disintegrating in terms of what Americans value. And let's, I'm going to look at some of these uh, tabs here. Uh, now, these are priorities, first of all, as ordered by Republicans. Let's look at that next clip, if you can. This is from the poll, just came out, and it shows that Russia's invasion of Ukraine is number 10 down on the list for Republicans, toward the very bottom of the list. And, of course, immigration, terrorism, drug trafficking, cyber attacks, supply chains, economics, etc., etc., are way above that, according to Republicans. So down toward the bottom. Here's a message from McCarthy and McCall, uh, 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 McConnell. Republicans aren't that keen on it. Let's look at the next one. But even Democrats, of course, are not super jazzed about it. Um, it's down to number six after climate change, uh, global pandemic. <laughs> Those are the number one uh, for the Democrats, of course. And uh, so it's a low priority. Americans do not want to get further involved in this but their leaders are not listening. Let's put this next one on. I just looked at this before we started the show and clipped it very quickly. People like Ted Cruz, who is our own senator, Dr. Paul, he does not get the message. He wants more money for Ukraine. He says Vladimir Putin is a KGB thug. It's important for him to suffer a crushing defeat. Yes, with our money and with Ukrainian blood, Ted, there you go, good job. But, you know, the people hear this, and the conservatives hear it, and the Republicans hear, hear about it, and some cringe, but a lot of them say, yeah, they're right, we, we have to have that, and we have to have these hawks. And, uh, but then some of the leadership, uh, Republican leadership, will realize that the, the, this polling may have an effect, so they, they try to, you know, play both ends. They want to soften their stance and soften their rhetoric. At the same time, they really don't want to give up on, on the spending. 
because you know McCarthy said that uh, that what we want to what we will not do is give them a blank check. You know, to to reassure the conservatives, this is not going to be just duck soup. Anything they want, <laughs> uh, and and yet uh, uh, it, uh, my argument has been, and it comes out pretty well, is that. Uh, Things don't change. Foreign policy doesn't change with the change of, of the policy. But then the other thing, Michael McCall even came out for this, uh, uh, that maybe that, uh, that Rand Paul and a few others are on the right track. Maybe we should have uh, oversight. Oh, my goodness. That's, <laughs> what a radical thing. Pretty soon they're going to want to investigate and have oversight of the Federal Reserve if, if this continues. But anyway, that, that's that, this balance they have, you know, uh, have some people go out there and talk really tough and then have the leadership calm things down. Yes, we, we, we don't want that. And uh, we, we will not give them a blank check. And uh, that's the way we come. That's how we're going to be create peace and prosperity for the world. Yeah. Well, I neglected yesterday to mention a rumble rant that we had. Uh, Gypsy Magic contributed $10 and said, NATO, a Cold War relic, should have been abolished with the fall of the old Soviet Union. Today, its existence merely supports the profit margins of the vast U.S. military-industrial complex. Gypsy, we cannot agree with you more on this. Uh, unfortunately, we're not live today. We've got some internet problems, but we're going to get it uploaded, and you'll see this uh, as soon as possible. But we do want to thank everyone for sticking with us. Uh, please subscribe to this channel. Please hit a plus on your rumble to get us up to the top. And I'm going to turn it over to you, Dr. Paul, with a couple of closing thoughts you have. Yeah, I, I just want to uh, further make this point that sometimes you hear the talk about uh, fiscal conservatism. And uh, at the same time, they're planning other things. So here, here are a couple, a couple of clips on headlines that I have that contradicts any idea that they're going to have a more sensible foreign policy and, and don't give them a blank check. House Senate agreed to add $45 billion to Biden's 2023 military budget request. Oh, I wonder who's that. Oh, it's bipartisan. <laughs> oh, Biden administration. Eh, this is a little one. This one doesn't count. Uh, pledges $53 million to help restore Ukraine, Ukraine's damaged power line. Well, who damaged it? Why do the people who damaged it have to pay? No, no liability laws over there? So, okay. 53, we can't complain about that because it's chicken feed compared to what they want. And then there's one here, a DC think tank urges America, oh, now this one, this is, this is big money. <laughs> now it says DC think tank urges America to invest in Zelensky's uh, reconstruction plan for $1 trillion. <laughs> where are these guys coming from? <laughs> and where are we going, you know? <laughs> We're going down. <laughs> so, uh, I'm uh, Dr. and I want to thank our viewers for uh, tuning in today. Sorry that we didn't uh, have our internet live on this one, but we are very happy that you've tuned in. And uh, please come back to the Liberty Report uh, soon.